Down the Line Podcast with Tyler Hunt. It's storming outside because Brian Kelly's just raining in these recruits. That's a go, Tigers. You know, Joe Burrow, he was the one. (laughs) What's Brian Kelly going to do? I don't know. And now your host of Down the Line, Tyler Hunt. Hello and welcome to episode number 144 of Down the Lines. As always, I'm your host, Tyler. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the Kentucky Wildcats. Yes. Just a few minutes ago, I released the South Carolina season preview. Now we're going to talk about the Kentucky Wildcats and then get to Georgia, hopefully later on today, if not tomorrow. So, and that'll finish up the SEC East, and then we'll get to LSU's schedule, starting with Florida State later on this week. So, Kentucky. Let's talk about one of the most underrated programs in the SEC. Mark Stoops has been at Kentucky for 10 years. That's unheard of in the SEC if you are not named Nick Saban. Since Nick Saban became coach at Alabama, there isn't coaches that have been at programs for 10 years. Um, It's very rare. Les Miles was, and, well, he's not at LSU anymore. So, 10 years for Mark Stoops, and in his first five years, they weren't terribly good, but they did get better and better each year, and they have quietly won 10 games twice in the last four seasons. They were second in the East last year. Uh, They have a shot at being second again in the East uh, this year because really that side of the division is wide open once you look past Georgia. And I I was just talking about a South Carolina team that had a shot to be it. This Kentucky team has a shot to stay right there as the second best team, and they are going to try to make their claim. Now, Kentucky, when you think of Kentucky, what do you think of? You think of solid defense and kind of game-managing offense. Now, that really kind of changed last year with Will Levis coming in um, as a transfer quarterback. He threw for 3,000 yards. I can't tell you the last time a Kentucky quarterback did that. He threw for over 300 yards for the first time, and I want to say it was like four or five years. He did that a couple of times. Now, he had some really good games. He had some average, not okay games. But his team was 10-3. and They beat the dog crap out of your LSU Tigers. This team returns six starters on offense. A couple of them on the offensive line, Will Levis. And, uh, by the way, the best running back in the SEC. Now, I know Jamar Gibbs at Alabama is going to have something to say about that, the transfer from Georgia Tech. But um, here, at Con- here at Kentucky, Chris Rodriguez Jr. had – 1,400 yards rushing last year and nine touchdowns, averaging six yards a carry. He's preseason first uh, team all SEC by by a lot of publications, if not second team behind Jameer Gibbs. But on top of that, they got a transfer running back in, which Kentucky 
didn't go full-blown on the transfer portal like a couple of teams, like LSU, Florida State, who I'll be talking about soon, South Carolina yesterday. But they did get a few very, very highly touted transfers. One, Ramon Jefferson, running back from Sam Houston, who's ran for 1,000 yards twice at Sam Houston. Um, He's going to come in. He's going to back up Chris Rodriguez Jr., and that's going to be a great backfield, one of the best in the SEC. You have Will Levis, who is one of the most proven quarterbacks in the SEC as he threw for 3,000 yards last year. Now, out at wide receiver, that's more of a question mark. They do get a really good transfer in in Tavion Robinson, who comes from Virginia Tech, where he was, one, a very, very, very good kick returner, but, two, he has been very solid. He He's now a – okay, I don't know what year he is because COVID screws everything up, but he has played three years at Virginia Tech, having five, 600 yards in each season. So they bring in a good wide receiver, a very good running back, and they get a couple of – highly touted wide receivers from the recruiting ranks. And Keaton Wade from Tennessee, a top 200 player. Barryon Brown from Tennessee, a top 100 player, number 16th uh, rated high school wide receiver coming in. So there are some some playmakers for Will Levis. Now, defensively, you know that Kentucky is going to have a good linebacking core. Their defensive line is going to be solid. The offensive line is kind of a question mark, which really the wide receivers are a a question mark as well as they lost their uh, top wide receiver. Um, So you get a transfer in at wide receiver. Uh, You get a couple of freshmen coming in at wide receiver, but that's really the biggest question mark on this team. Can Kentucky take a step forward, or can, can some of those playmakers, that wide receiver, kind of uh, uh, ease the transition uh, from losing Will Robinson, um, who had Wendell Robinson, who had uh, 1,400 yards last year and uh, is now with the New York Giants? Possibly. That's why you go and you get uh, transfer wide receivers, and you always, always recruit them. So, Kentucky has one of the best coaching staffs, one of the best head coaches in the SEC because he's been there for 10 years. His system is in place. I want to say he's the second longest reigning uh, coach in the SEC behind Nick Saban. So, Kentucky is is not is not going to go anywhere in the SEC East. Now, they will have to fight off Tennessee. They will have to fight off South Carolina. And they will have to fight off um, Florida, who's trying to bring their program back into the uh, into the spotlight. But if you look at Kentucky, Kentucky last year, they won their first six games. Then they lost three in a row because they played Georgia. And then they won their last four, including uh, a bowl game win. Over Iowa, I want to say, yeah, they won the they won the Citrus Bowl, which is a big deal for Kentucky. So, Kentucky, they don't return a ton. They return six starters on offense, five on defense, which is okay, not great, but the schedule 
is really is really manageable. If we go game by game, they start off against Miami, Ohio. They should win that game easy. They get Florida early in the season. Early in the season. That is awesome for Kentucky. I know playing at Florida is not Kentucky's favorite thing in the world. But it is a chance to catch Billy Napier early on in his coaching tenure at Florida. If Kentucky can go to Florida, can beat Florida, it could kind of derail Florida's season early on and kind of put Napier back a little bit, which would only do wonders for Kentucky and their season. Because if you beat Florida, you get Youngstown State, Northern Illinois, you should start off 4-0, which would be another good start to the season. Then you go to Ole Miss. Now, Ole Miss is also a big question mark this year as they did lose a bunch of production. Um, But... Lane Kiffin has has something going there at Ole Miss. This game at Ole Miss, I don't like as much. Kentucky has not been terribly great on the road under Mark Stoops. They've done better as of late, but they still haven't been great. So, I would pick today Ole Miss to win that game. And then you play South Carolina, which is really a big pivotal moment in this season because – As I said on the last pod, South Carolina, this is a game where they can find out if they're ready to take a step forward to fight for that second place in the East. And it's it's not a game that you want to play after facing facing Ole Miss. I would pick Kentucky to win this game today. But I would not be surprised if South Carolina and Spencer Rattler shock Kentucky right here and go into Lexington and win that game. You didn't get Mississippi State at home. Mississippi State, a team that Kentucky lost to last year, bad. But it was after they played Georgia. So they were kind of still reeling from that Georgia loss. Mississippi State, uh kind of shocked them, but that's also what Mississippi State State does every year. What Mike Leach does, he wins games he's not supposed to. He loses games he's not supposed to. They go 6-6, 7-5, whatever. This game will kind of go, well, I feel like this game will go one of two ways. If Kentucky is 6-0 and has just beat Ole Miss and South Carolina, they'll be on top of the world, and I feel like they'll – they won't look over Mississippi State. They'll beat Mississippi State going into a bye week. If they lose one or both of those games against Ole Miss or South Carolina, Mississippi State could uh, knock them off again. Um, but I would pick Kentucky to win that game. Now, really the biggest game of the season at Tennessee. Here is a spot where second place in the SEC East could come down to this game. Kentucky versus Tennessee. I like Tennessee's offense more than I like Kentucky's defense, so I would probably I would probably take Tennessee in this game. I am trying to remember 
Yes, they lost by three to Tennessee last year in a shootout, 42 to 45 at home. This game is at Tennessee. Now, this also this also depends on how Tennessee is. Tennessee, second year on a Jace Hoiple. If they can take that step forward offensively, this could be uh, like this could be Tennessee's. Uh, like I said, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, all of them really are fighting for that second place in the SEC East to try to close the gap between Georgia. I would pick Tennessee to win this game. You then play um, – where'd I go? You then play Vanderbilt, which you should win. You want to get curb stomped by Georgia again, and then you should beat Louisville to finish the season. So that's one, two well, – let me see where I'm at. One, two – oh, I forgot. Missouri, they should win Missouri after Tennessee, then beat Vanderbilt, then beat Louisville. So that's Louisville, Vanderbilt, Missouri. Mississippi State, South Carolina, Northern Illinois, Youngstown State. That's nine wins again here for Mark Stoops and this Kentucky squad. You go to a bowl, you win, ten wins. I can see Kentucky winning nine nine games this year um, fairly easily. Now, if you slip up against Florida or you slip up against South Carolina, it could be eight. If you um, shock Tennessee, beat Tennessee, you could finish second again in the uh, SEC East B ten and two. Nine and three is really kind of how I feel about this Missouri team. I feel like they will finish behind Tennessee in the SEC East. Um, but I, I would pick them to finish third. Uh I would pick them to finish third right there with South Carolina. Um as I think Tennessee is going to be a very good team. And I will get on to them whenever I get to them in that point of LSU schedule. So that, that'll do it for today. Kentucky, great program. Very underrated program. Uh, Will Levis is going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC again this year. Kentucky's run game could be the best in the SEC uh, behind Georgia and Alabama, of course. Um, but Kentucky's running backs are going to be great. Kentucky's quarterback is going to be good. It's going to be up to their wide receivers playing uh it's going to be up to their wide receivers stepping up to see if they can get better as the season goes. The defense, defense has been good over the last four or five years. It continues to be – I really don't question the defense. It's not going to be the best unit in the SEC, but if it's middle of the road and the offense is middle of the road, this is a manageable schedule. Nine and three seems up to par for what Kentucky is uh, trying to do. Really, I'm not, I mean, I know they're not trying to go nine and three, but – that's acceptable for Kentucky. It really is. Um, so that's really that's really all I have for Kentucky. Um, I know it's a little bit boring, but that's kind of Kentucky football. It's kind of boring. But they're going to win nine or ten games. So that'll do it for today. On the next pod, I get to talk about Georgia, the reigning national champion. Man, I don't like that. But it is better than Alabama. So Georgia's next. And I will catch y'all down the lines.